Welcome back, everyone. This is the Refresh Point. My name is Steve. And as always, I'm joined by my constant co-host, my GOAT, the Duluth Regional Champion, Ben, how's it going? Yes! Let's fucking go! You, you know, I'm having a pretty good day. I <laughs> I imagine so. Uh, you know what? I'm having I'm having a pretty good time. <laughs> yeah, nothing like the sweet taste of victory in nothing order to Nothing uh... like the sweet sweet taste of victory. Yeah. Yeah, I am so happy to hear that our boy he crushed it. Just absolutely dominating the event. One total loss the entire time. Absolute, just chef's kiss, no notes. That's Got how him. we get it done. Got him. <laughs> so, oh, we man. are nearing the end of the competitive season. The holidays are upon us, and we're blessed with one more present under our Weiss English release tree. We're going to do a little role swapping so that we can discuss Ben's incredible showing at Duluth. And finally, we'll talk about our opinions on the metaphor worlds. So, shuffle your decks, tap or cut, and we'll get right into the refresh point with some breaking news. Let's fucking go. Uh, we got him. Uh, easy clap. Uh, if you saw my Twitter, uh, you know my opinions on this. Uh, <laughs> uh, Everybody was truly just so fucking free. <laughs> no, but um, so Duluth happened. Yeah. And I'm the fucking winner. Congratulations That's... to me. Uh, tragically for both the Adventure Time player uh, and the Review Starlight player that actually we'll talk about it more. But like my top eight opponents were very favorable like knowledge wise for me because i was like yeah i know what's up i know i know what we could pull here it's it's pretty it's pretty nice and um as a reminder if you were downtrodden if you forgot if you're a slime player that was like uh, they banned Shizu, it's definitely bad now. Or if you were like, oh, they banned Slime, maybe it'll be worse, like in a significant way. I am here to remind you that the death of Slime has been greatly exaggerated. <laughs> yeah, Bushiroad really knows how to twist the knife on me. <laughs> they just, they just know deep down in their bones how to hurt me in every way possible. They're like, nice deck. What if, what if we removed the only good thing about it? Oh, but this is our other deck that we definitely want to do well at Worlds. So we're not going to hurt that deck very much. Hope you didn't hate that deck with the utmost intensity. <laughs> anyway, congratulations, Ben. I uh, could not be happier. Uh, I'm now the second best player on the refresh point. 
further proof that no matter what an old person does, a younger person will be able to do it better. <laughs> you hate to see it. It's... <laughs> I think I did the interview with you like fucking like two episodes ago. Yep. And now here we are. It's it's so funny to me that like this happened. Because to me, I was like, you know, this is like my first like super first year of like super tryharding with a metal list and like honing in on the habits to try and compete and do well. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> and so I was just like, okay, if we can manage another top eight, that would be sick. You yeah. know, that's like, that's super reasonable. That's like the metric of like Uber success. Cause we already got a top eight this year. Yeah. Which is already like very, very nice. Um, and then I fucking won. <laughs> so <laughs> they don't give away top eights, um, you know, yeah. it, like they used to. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, um, I, I'm I'm so happy. It's such a it, like further confirming that um, in case you, you were curious about where the best Weiss is played in the United States. <laughs> allow me to clarify that for you. And perhaps anybody in the regions of Chicago or California or anybody else who thinks they might be the best region, you are not. <laughs> the best Y Schwartz is played in DFW. And the best Y Schwartz is played right here. North Texas, Dallas, Fort Worth. We have a top eight for every regional we attended, including the one player that went to the Netherlands. I don't know what to say. Like, if you think you're better, come get some. <laughs> like, we'll you be, know, that's, we'll be at Worlds. We'll be at Worlds. There's five of us already. And we still got another regional to go. <laughs> we do have another regional so, to go. I mean, so if you think you're better, then you're welcome to try. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, okay. I will, like, I, I'll, like, just die forever laughing and just like just like slamming on everyone's grave forever we only have three players from the dallas area going to anaheim this includes me i have no incentive for this tournament uh ian also did it for <laughs> for duluth and he still got top eight uh, <laughs> And I can't play like the set that I want to play test for worlds is not legal. So um like I'm everywhere mindset wise, I'm everywhere in between just spiking it with slime again, playing a review list for fun, or even playing a Batman list for fun. Just to like really hurt somebody's ego when they if and when they lose to batman in the year of our lord 2023 the thing is is that um why schwartz is a complicated game yeah and uh knowledge about sets it can can play a factor in your decision making yep uh please don't do it to him but um <laughs> uh, rounding out the rest of the uh non-winners in duluth um <laughs> we have the best possible finish for uh or the best finish this season for adventure time um actually it's the same what 
Yeah. Because it it they it was two seconds. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, um, this is the best showing in NA um, yeah. for it. Uh, congratulations, second place with a deck that. Shout out to you, Anthony. Yeah. You know, that's a great finish. You're the homie. Uh, so he's like he's basically just an Adventure Time one trick, and when Alice left, he was like, you know, I got third last year here. Maybe it's time to go a little higher. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> The thing is, is that there's nothing spookier in a tournament setting than a person who's been playing something that's near meta for the entire time it's been out. I, those are the matchups I hate and dread because those people just know their set intimately and how it plays in the other matchups and you don't. So um, I can't remember the last time I faced an Adventure Time deck. I'm sort of familiar with most of the cards, um, but they do have to make some significant trade-offs um, in terms of like mechanics because a lot of they, they like imprison some of the mechanics yeah. in other colors. Um, and ultimately, um, one of their better tricks, which is the, the sword it is cucked by slime. So, um, I mean, you can join overlord in the, <laughs> in the line of great <laughs> mechanics that don't actually work against this one deck. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, we can talk more about that, uh, all in the spike corner. Yeah. Uh, but clickbait once more yeah exactly that's how that's how see we gotta we'll get, get back there we gotta get the average viewer time up that's how we do it it's, <laughs> it's for the metrics it's for the metrics but, totally totally but right now um we're gonna move <laughs> to position zero and center stage for the other member of the refresh point honestly it's it's kind of funny that we've done this and secondarily the next time we do this we probably should do this soonish and with like anybody else. <laughs> True. <laughs> we need the interview segment to be more than just the two podcast members. What? We'll, yeah, we'll get there. But for now, let's focus on the other half of the refresh point, the younger half, the better half, the arguably the half that will be playing this game longer. Ben, congratulations. That's a that's a heck of a showing. I'm I'm wondered. Congratulations. <laughs> um Are you surprised at how quickly you were able to secure your first regional victory? Fully yes. So I think I said it to Taiki, uh one of the other Dallas players on Tuesday. I was like, like, it has taken better players longer to win a regional then i just pulled it and that's crazy to me i started playing the game in 2019 ish 2020 ish uh and i played a batman ninja trial deck for six months in like the university student union i didn't go to an lgs until like my like near like the end of my first year of like playing the game ish and they still had batman packs so i was at the time pulling desperately pulling for a finisher and <laughs> the brainstormer at the time just like uh, give me more copies of the finisher please give me a salvage brainstormer please because <laughs> i didn't i didn't know i didn't even know about tcg player and like i wasn't really like engaging with the the community until 
like about a mu- a, a year in ish and by then like covid hit and uh by the time covid hit i like i had my um batman list together but and i was just like you know i was like the super casual bat- batman player yeah and i was just i walked up to the locals and if it was a 2-2 night, it was a good night. Because that meant I didn't go 0-4. <laughs> so, in that same vein, um, what was it that make you, made you decide, you know, um, this game's cool, but it would be better if I tried to take it to the next level? There is a point. It was, there was a point sometime, I would say probably about two years ago, about a year and a half. No, about two years ago now. Or let me, I can, we can look it up. So when did uh, that time I got reincarnated as a slime set to Weiss Schwartz release date? Okay. This was released around two years ago. Around two years ago. Yeah. Uh, And so when that set released, leading up to that, I started feeling it. Just the feeling of, I don't just want to play this card game. I want to win at the card game and do it at least a little bit more. And when set to a slime released, you could play Fruits of Wisdom into the book finisher pretty, like, all together. And uh, I had picked up some trial decks when they were much cheaper and gotten, you know, masks and Rimu Tempest, Chloe, whole nine yards. <clears throat> and I started playing slime and trying more. And... And it eventually led to me playing like the the consensus best like slime list of like the set one Shizu with the Ramrus into the book Shizu, and like a year or so ago playing that to solo regionals, to a solo regional. I played it to Chicago. I went X two, and I played Batman at the Houston one for fun, and that was that season. Um. But this year, especially, uh, graduated college and having been playing more and more and more, I was just like, okay, all right. And even partly like you pulling me and Billy into a team for Springfest and deciding that we wanted to like travel even, that all culminated into me just like, I want to win. I want to win. Yeah. So that the getting a victory at this stage, do you think that that will change your expectations for future competitive seasons? No. No. Not at Literally all. Literally never. Because I've always gone in with the mindset that I like it's you need some luck if you don't have it you don't have it 
and that's the life and you can play well and that'll probably at least get you an x2 and x3 if it's really bad or if your mindset's bad that day right but if you want to get to the top eight you do need a little luck and the skill obviously and so and I somebody else was talking to me about that and they were like yeah I feel like sometimes like people's mental if they qualify for worlds but then they don't go back like it's it feels doomed but for me I'm just like I feel very lucky to have gotten this this early but I am not the fool to believe that like it it has to happen again because like I, I agree with when Clinton was on the show I do believe he mentioned that to win an event you kind of need two lucky breaks and I can I can literally pinpoint both of those in in this top eight run um for me and like you know that might just never happen again speaking of like your mental state how how did you feel how was your mental state going into the event and do you felt like do you feel like it changed during the event so going into it i feel like i've refined it more as i've been playing more tournaments and i just keep repeating the mantra to me like x more rounds that's all i needed that's all that needs to happen so it's a started tournament i'm just like and i and i set the uh, it's it's like it's super delusional it's highly delusional right is like i'm going to win this event that happens in 11 rounds so i need to win 11 rounds and we're gonna go one by one and just keep going regardless of what happens and um and i and after houston especially where like i lost round one on stream and the mental like super tanked instantly i realized i was just like i've got to find a way to chill after having like good hype bad you know close games whatever and uh actually for me like being on my phone and like checking twitter or like a group chat or something is super bad for me because it, it, it kind of like loops me into more of like being super emotional and so i literally had a book and like if you saw me at duluth you would have just seen me in between rounds just like chilling somewhere just like reading a few more pages of seven samurai swept away in a river in a river like it's just it was just a book and like it was something to do in between rounds that wasn't trying to focus on the last game trying to focus on maybe the stakes or something else or anything it was just take me away from it for a little bit and then when i hop right back into it we just gotta go we have to play the best we can and we have to play 11 more rounds, 10 more rounds, nine more rounds, eight more rounds, so on 
so on. And that's not to say that I didn't feel it whenever it's like the win in it or we take the first loss. But it's just like, I was just like, have to keep going, have to keep going. Um, How of the things that contributed to your win, how big of a factor do you believe that local practice or even online practice played into your success you're playing probably three or four or five days a week every single week for months now do you feel that that effort was necessary useful required it's not required and we know it's not required because other people win events all the time without having to do that that being said it I definitely, it definitely put me in a better position. And obviously it did because you can look that I have not played as long as many other people that are topping or winning events. Right. And like just playing so much, uh, either over webcam or in person is just like the reps. You just get into the play patterns. You learn faster like what is good what is bad what do i play for against this deck this deck this deck how do i play against the counterplay because every time you have to think about it in the tournament is worse it's worse that's partially even why um don who is playing the fourth place player who's playing azure lane why it it kind of like uh, it was kind of bad for him and he because he admitted it that he didn't have slime practice at his local he didn't have overlord practice at his local so whenever like whenever he came up and we were playing our semifinal I was like this guy's not Ian who's who's our Azure Lane player and I was like he's not Ian like he's not playing around stuff I'm pretty sure I've got him. And he built up 10 stock and ate a 10 stock swap for five climaxes. Which is just like, yep. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a great example of, you know, knowing what you, what sets, you know, what, what mechanics are in what sets and what you can get away with and what you cannot get away with. But it's not even like that as well. It's because... He knew that Slime had a stock swap. Yeah. But when you're not used to playing against it. Yeah. When you're not used to playing around it, it's that much harder to formulate the plan on the spot and then say, okay, wait, wait, wait. We can't do what I normally do. I have to do something different or I'm going to get hit. But what exactly is it? Does it compromise my game plan too much? So on, so forth. But you don't have the time for all of these thoughts, like, on the day. You just can't. It's Or, or you can, but you'd have to be a genius. Like, you'd literally have to be like, okay, that's their whole waiting room. I've read all the cards now. I have to change something about my game plan. We have to do it like this. We have to do it like this. I think this is how it has to go. And if your game plan is resilient enough, then like it's easier.
but like if you have to make a hard choice about how you're going to you know change things and still win that's just so much harder yeah absolutely i absolutely agree so we're headed to worlds you and i we are refresh point is going to worlds heading into worlds what are your expectations for yourself i'm going to go play at the world championship i have no other expectations because ivy ivy let's be real like okay well i'll say it like this and i'll say it like with every event that i've gone to on the day we always return to the delusion that i am here to win and i'm going to win and all i need to do is create that reality for myself that's a fully delusional take in a game of like like and like misplays and you know good opponents and all that stuff fully delusional but i promise you you know sitting here right now thinking about it you know a little realistically it's like this is my first worlds i haven't seen or played against most of all of these other players and they're going to have all their tricks up their sleeve and all these decks that they've been practicing and all this stuff. And, you know, I'm going to be playing Guilty Gear Strive because, like, it's the world championship. If I'm going to win, I want I even want to push it further and win on the thing I want to win on. And so it's like, I'm going to play Guilty Gear. Do I think that's my best chance of winning? No. I would play slime if I was like fully given to the tryhard mentality. But because there's nothing higher than this, I just want to see how far I can go with Guilty Gear. Um, but on the day, I promise you, if you ask me, I'm going to look at you and I'm going to say, I'm going to win and I'm going to do everything it takes to do so. Um, just to get technical about the, the, the cards for a little bit, um, did your deck perform as you thought it would, if you were going to play this deck at worlds, what changes would you make? If any, Mm, it's hard. Yes. So going into worlds, there's only one more set that's going to release. And it's Guilty Gear, which doesn't really say or do anything that changes the slime game plan. Um, We've had a few regionals for sets to try to figure it out. And I think that um, a Hollow Live list that is playing into Anya and the Marine Finisher is still probably one of the better matchups into slime. Because Anya fucking just mercs Muron instantly. And then probably gets the climax. And then they get the advantage. And then they're probably able to fully easily match you at the end game as well. So, but the, the thing is, there's just not really much that you can nor want to do about that. You just kind of have to keep playing the same game plan. And um, there's like... I've never played in turn in a BCS uh, an eight standby Hollow Life list, 
And so that also is like a big, like, if they get it and you can't counterplay around it, it's fuckered, right? Because you get the one, like, one auto instance and then they have great performance, they play the event, you get nothing else. So there's that as well. Um, if they're playing into that, if they play into like the Luna with the scry and the burn on reverse, it's a little bit more palatable. You can bounce the Luna, you can, you know, still perform your full end game. And that's kind of the thing with slime is like, as long as we get to Muron, as long as the game state's even enough, like you being at two, four, two, five with like, even like a mildly, just like not super compressed deck and I'm at three, this is perfect. If you're at three somehow, and you didn't get to try to kill me, and I'm now going to be at three, this is even better. Because I'm going to loop Dragonoid as many times as my stock in hand will let me, and then I'm going to jam a Shion into your face. And if I'm somehow uber rich, I, I can probably just do that and two clock eggs or like a Benny Maru looped in to try to fish for a cancel in the attack phase, right? It's just kind of like, it just kind of, it's like a just works kind of thing as long as you draw out all the climaxes and eat all the damage. And the one time that was close to happening was the finals where I like drew out four like in my hand, like turn two, I'm like, this is pretty rough. And I do the one combo and, you know, we get uh, a board set up of two Rimuru and one human Muron that was standbyed out turn one. Uh, because I was like, pretty sure I'll trigger standby, discard the one Oh, oh look at that. We did it. Um, and so I was like, this could be rough. But then... I looked across at my opponent and I was like, hey, wait a minute. This guy's playing twin drive uh, standby. He's playing my combo. He has less soul triggers in his deck. Nah, nah, he ain't got damage. And listeners, you did not in fact have damage like that. I got away with staying at one five. With four, with now three climaxes in my hand or so, no way to discard. But the rest of my deck is six cards. Now then, if you can do the math and I trigger five times into a deck of six cards that's all clean, we might be ending up with somewhere around 10 to 11 stock with, uh, with six going back. And, uh... That was pretty good. <laughs> For sure. Well, and, and so the realist answer, like going back to the original question, is like, I liked Mask. I liked the ability to discard a lot using Chloe and Human Muron to get targets that I wanted. And I think the toolbox finish for me was perfectly reasonable. And I would literally probably just run this this 50 just straight back i would test out like changes changes like um like a third shuna to make that more reliable or maybe like uh a third shion even to make that easier to have for double but like realistically 
if world started immediately after guilty gear was legal i, I guess it is um and i was like i was really truly trying to win in a in a proper logical way i would bring my exact same set of 50 cards and if you find a counterplay to it that's truly and really effective then godspeed to you but i'm gonna run it well i would but we're not being rational we are totsugeking our way to the world championship <laughs> So, <laughs> well, I um, I wish you good luck. I can't wish you the best of luck, uh, because yeah. I will be there yeah. with you and uh -huh. reaching for my own victory. Yes, but for now, we're gonna let the curtain close on position zero, center stage, and we're going to head to a much more familiar comfortable casual a location we love a location we always find ourselves and we're gonna head right into the spike corner it's time for the spike corner baby i got notes for days i got all these matchups right here so um <laughs> so i want to talk about um any weird things that you played against that yeah um, let's talk about it yeah. all right all right so we got the so, adventure time final i'm interested the adventure in that. time final so i told the story about what happened in the early game yeah and basically he was eating all the damage as well which mm. was like the super like rough thing right because like he's eating a bunch of damage and he's not it's not even that i'm canceling right i just can't i just can't even push right like there's or no he just can't even push rather like yeah, there's yeah. just nothing he's just not getting the juice he's yeah. not getting the juice back and um man like there's just nothing else to really say about it even though like i had so much stock right yeah. like after after i refreshed that deck yeah that like even though i only had like double muron or whatever it's like even though i triggered it's just like what what are you matter. gonna do yeah i have full board half a full hand or so like 15 16 just obscene amounts of stock because i i just full I, and i'll be real i fully disrespected it i was like i'm looking at your hand i'm looking at your setup i don't know what your stock swap is at this time but i'm pretty sure you can't pull it off without ending your entire existence yeah so and the answer to that post post uh post game is that the stock swap is a blue two one that ditches two yeah and that list was not running more than two blue cards <laughs> yeah so um that's that's a that's an example of what i was talking about earlier where like we have a mechanic it's very good but unfortunately it's imprisoned in a color that like you don't want to run very much of and so it becomes like a very hard ask to be able to to actually play that um adventure time is one of those sets that the sets that came out prior to 2020 just they're just a little bit short on mechanics and um like that's kind of the fundamental difference between like what is meta now and what was meta like a few years ago the finisher for adventure time is super reasonable a lot of the mechanics very reasonable but, yeah, like there's a reason why he is second. Yeah, like it's a very good deck. Um, but it 
it, there's always like one or two things that like clunk up the works like um adventure time reminds me a lot of fate where it's like a lot of the core of this is very very solid and like with a few different like two cards you could probably push it to like bottom of the meta but like meta relevant yeah but it's just like not having climax swap in a, in a modern weiss deck is so painful because it it was a very rare mechanic before and now it's become so common that like every deck has it like guilty gear is gonna get the re for red or one like that's how common the 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 effect is now yeah and so like not having that is such a huge variance at like addition to a deck where it's like not only do we need to get climaxes now we need the right ones and it forces you to hold climaxes in situations where you wouldn't normally or where other decks don't have to um and so it it doesn't there's like some very small but needed mechanics that if they if you don't have them it feels very painful yeah and so and the funniest thing is this is the the second lucky break i would call it um because at the end game you know i was just like you know what we just gotta go and i was like we got infinite money. I got these Dragonoids and these Bonders in my hand, and I got a Shion. And so I Dragonoid burn him like three or four times, and then he's sitting at three, 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 four, and I'm just like, here we go. Uh, I misplayed because I didn't swing to Clock Kick, uh, or I didn't swing the Shion first, so there was no world that I would have the stock for Shion and Clock Kick. Um, so he, I believe, blocks the first vanilla swing, blocks the burn four, takes the penalty, or takes the burn one cancel, and then takes the three to die. But, let's be real here, guys. He had a climaxes in his deck! And, you know, not the most compressed, but like, it was a highly, highly incorrect to not swing with the clock kick, or like, you know... Um, it is correct to swing with the clock kick at the end because Adventure Time has a refresh counter. So I don't, I don't particularly want him to like be able to refresh climaxes in any scenario, but definitely should have left the clock kick on the table. Like, come yeah. on guys. Um... But, uh, nope, he just died immediately. So, he died before, yeah, like, he, he just, is death. Um, and then the second lucky break actually came at our other dark horse, and God bless you, Floyd Sagan, the fucking review Starlight player, stand by door. Let's go. I fought him in Swiss round six, and then in quarters. And uh, and the joke that I made was that I am one of like the five people in the whole world that know the set well enough to be like, let me prep this counterplay. And here's the shtick. It literally saved my life in quarters. So uh, he's prepping the door finisher. Right. The door finish and with this, we've actually talked about because of my ambitious deck building. We've talked about the standby combo many a time. It's just uh, Yuki once, uh, but you got a standby and you didn't have to pay for it. And, you know, we got a fun setup. So uh, here's the door setup. 
The important thing actually isn't the 3 2 Karen, which is on attack, pay one, ditch one, either burn two or check top three, discard any of those cards, and reshuffle the deck. Check cool. your opponent's top three. Check your opponent's top three, get rid of any number, reshuffle their deck. Pairs nicely with our 2-1 assist that top checks the enemy's three cards and rearranges them as you like. But the important thing here is we can get this finisher during the attack step with the 3-2 Hikari. The Hikari sacrifices the 2-1 Karen that gets stock from waiting room and checks top for a character or the 3-1 event and gets the 3-2 Karen finisher onto the board. It's three stock and ditch one, I believe. But you have, flavor reasons, you have to sacrifice the 2-1 specifically named Reunion Karen Aicho. Now, ladies and gentlemen, what is Slime equipped with to remove a small character front attacking you off the board forever? Yeah, so this 2-1 only gets power when it's facing a level 3 or higher. So if it's facing a level 2, let's say hypothetically, like Muron. Um, uh -huh. It might be vulnerable to the memory counter. It might be vulnerable to the memory counter. I bricked that memory counter in my hand for four turns. I didn't even pants combo more than once. I had eight climaxes left in the deck, and I memory countered the 2-1, took it took the next or blocked the next point of damage but if he had triggered on his Ikari swing I would have died instantly wow and if he was able to sacrifice the 2-1 to get a fourth swing and a burn 2 I would have definitely died instantly with Aiden deck but all at the bottom yeah and this is a it's another great showcase of like understanding what your opponent needs and how you can prevent it he also just ate so much just so much damage he was super accelerated but uh, and but that was the thing because i was like okay well the only way because i was tracking his three two karens throughout right. the game as well i was right. like the only way you're getting this karen is with the two one so this is not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but yeah, even though he was taking a bunch of damage, like it was winnable. True. And so I think that's an important idea in the game is that like it's okay, it's okay to take damage. Like I don't like try not to despair if you're taking damage early in the game because it's gonna happen a lot in Modern Weiss, um, where like you can take you can take big chunks at a time, but um, the game does desire drama and it will have it if you let it and so if you can keep like your mental about you during games where you're getting absolutely clobbered there will frequently be a window for you back into the game now it may not work out and that window might slam shut in your face but it is rare that a game goes so one-sided that you don't have any opportunity to seize the tempo of a game yeah so. Round one was a Shizu wind, uh, like l l set one basically upgraded deck. And uh, I definitely almost died, but uh, we had some nice uh, early game deck management and some nice uh, 
some nice kind of uh, end game. Uh, what is it? End game building uh, of like what our end game board would be, and uh, able to clutch that out. And I was like, the round one is over. <laughs> We're not just in the jungle. <laughs> yeah, uh, getting that first win, uh, I cannot explain how important that is and uh, how you should try to get it. The um, the highest variance round you're going to play is the first one. Yeah, and um, I fought three locals on the way to top eight. Uh, that sucks at a 140-person event. Yeah. Uh, round two was a Chloria Marine Laplus list. I just, at one point, I just fully disrespected their stock swap. I was like, you have like four stock. Sure, you could pay for the stock swap. How are you going to kill me from two, three? The answer was they did it. So I think that that's an important idea about stock swap is that stock swap is a real threat that you have to pay attention to. But usually the question to be asked is, okay so what happens if they stock swap and if the answer is well they play like one level other level three and then they go well maybe you can tolerate that right and the compression is worth it um it's it's one of those things that you have to gauge while you're actually in it um but a lot of times stock swaps will come in out of like a more desperate sort of raw play yeah um Gura, the Gura game uh, is kind of unfortunate. Uh, they forgot to accelerate for Ame, uh, so they couldn't clock themselves to three so I could strand them. But then when I tried to go for the game M, they had three climaxes left in a, you know, not super compressed deck, but they found the cancels. And so I got Gura. And I was like, yep, that's valid. Um, and uh, and before that was the Zai, game- Is that yeah, Askigura. And then before that was the games into uh, into one of the locals, uh, Jake, who's playing two soul Muron. And I just ended up blocking. And it turns out when you block enough, you can win a game. Uh, and then into Ian's Azure lane, his only loss, which or up to the top eight, which was the way that I had scammed him the whole month. It's honestly ridiculous how this happened more than like two times in the last month where he's like okay i ran my whole board in i'm at two three i have eight plus stock i have a full hand eight climaxes in the waiting room there's three cards left in my deck surely i can block one Xion and two vanilla muron swings now then because I stand here before you as a champion, I'd like to inform you that he did not survive sh single Xion and two vanilla Neuron swings. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just, yeah, you get, you, you just don't block. It, it sucks. You've done everything right to that point, but, um, yeah, you, yeah. you hate to see it. Yeah. And then in the last round into uh, last round into Taiki, uh, he went out like six climaxes early. Yeah. And then I was like, I don't think it matters if I have this pants next turn. 
I think it matters if I shoot him to like 2-3 right now. And the answer was he went to 2-3 right then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Um, so, this is one of the... There's not going to be very many events left before Worlds. Um, In fact, there's one. Right. So, um, uh, we should... I want to look at the rest of the top eight here um, just quickly. We see, like, three decks that I probably would not have said would be here. Um, Adventure of, Time, yeah. Data Live, eight book. Eight book Data Live. Yeah. You know, um, book is one of those triggers that it had a place at one point in Weiss, but I feel like it's kind of fallen off because of better triggers now the fun thing about this deck is that you can pay out the book for advantage uh i don't remember the exact card but it, i think it's like a 1-0 that like yeah your it's pay one okay. to salvage whenever you trigger a book yeah so that's not the greatest thing ever but um they have this this uh setup great book has double uh reverse combos mm -hmm. or the the one oh is like reverse or empty but it's basically on reverse or empty check five add one um, which is not unreasonable overlord is playing the same combo yeah well or the same condition yeah rather. and check five add one is um a, a lot of deck movement oh yeah so um i don't yeah i'm not i'm not against it and you can clock yourself with your brainstormer and pay two to just have the finishing climax. Just yeah. have it. Yeah, 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 exactly. And yeah. so um, the finishing combo is on reverse, burn three, and scry the top of your opponent's deck. Uh, or look at the top of your opponent's deck and you can either put it in the waiting room or leave it. Um, two downsides here. One, we need a reverse, and two, we need a full field. So. There is a lot of power, though. It's 11-5 base, which is ginormous. Yeah. Um, there's definitely, like, some ways to pull it off. Um, my worry with this card is it's vulnerable to a lot of mechanics that exist in the game. Yeah. So um, you have to be a bit a bit delicate with how you, you play it out. They do have a way to give minus power to opponents. They do have um, they do have back row supports that will um, make them humongous. That 1-0 that you were referring to gives that card 2,000 power. Yeah. The, so, the book support. We so, got a lot of power. So it's massive. Um, but yeah, if you yeah if you run into the wrong kind of circumstance, you might be stranded without your your finishing combo. Which and if you want more in depth thoughts on this, Chairman, the player. You know, from Tressa's Collectibles, I can't believe I messed up saying from Tressa's Collectibles, uh, did make a deck profile. So you can go check that out. Um, other fun decks, obviously, Azure Lane had two in this top eight. It's the the bar doorbill. Yeah. Um, that I feel like is starting to become consensus probably the the best way to go about it it's definitely one of the best ways to go about it we're talking about a relatively um modest climax profile um 
the bar is a stock resource, um, a la uh, Kaguya door from set two, where you just get to cash out from the waiting room. And you can bounce the brainstormers back into your hand, making them forever immune to you, overlord you mechanics. To. You have to. Yeah, and you have to. So the have to is awkward at points because if the game's going really well, then you're gonna find yourself discarding cards a lot. Mm -hmm. But um, the upside is that you will be able to avoid your brainstorm getting wiped by the board wipe uh, against Overlord, which is huge at keeping the game stable, um, which is kind of what Overlord relies on to keep the game uh, winnable for them is the generic, like, instability that's added when you remove all of your opponent's characters um the yeah. the door combo is an enabler combo um so they it's gonna give our restander kronstadt yeah from bismarck yeah bismarck gives kronstadt hey on attack check your top two hey, if i see a climax get rid of it yeah so it's mocha two for the restander so you're gonna get mocha two several times um, yeah, it's a reasonable way to to finish your opponent. Um, it relies on a lot of moving parts, um, but experience and you, you know. need a you need a way to keep um, a full board while you're trying to sacrifice a character. Uh, the restander has to um, put one of your characters in the waiting room, so you'll either need to pay three or you'll have to have a character that has encore to sustain it. Um, typically what you'll see in these builds is they will run a clock encore South one Dakota. one yep. yeah that will that they'll use to stabilize the board so they can do double restand um so that's kind of how they kill you um it's in a resource efficiency deck um it runs two different uh bonders that oh it's also a soul rush deck yes if you forgot yes so it has two different um bonder engines that it uses at zero and one to prevent it from having to really like need a level one advantage combo um that have bonus souls um and they can cats they can dig each other out it, it's very very synergistic very nice um we hate it but <laughs> yep uh bonus souls is the worst thing in y schwartz uh i wish they would stop doing it yeah uh and with duluth uh with that being duluth uh oh also shout out to the hollow life player that beat me did go x2 but still made it to top eight so uh yeah shout out to you ham uh so truly truly definitely you were the winner of georgia having beaten the one that won the event obviously uh, <laughs> but also that this same weekend um cardiff in the united kingdom had their tournament shout out to uh another yet another steve for making top eight we've been playtesting each other uh we were teammates in the trigger league with uh corone maureen and a single shioko two soul just for that extra funny deck one state punish yeah um it whole live continues to be the set that is omnipresent in every single top eight that exists um but I mean, really, shout out to the GGO 8-door AOT win choice list yeah. that made it to the top 8 as well. Yeah, we're starting to see the effects of the, in particular, the Alice Restrict, where, like, decks that had just absolutely no way to win the game before um, can now participate in the game. 
Um, so we see Dow Choice Pants here, um, AOT Wind Choice. These are the type of decks that were being absolutely strangled to death by the Alice board. Um, so not over surprising to see uh, some greater diversity as we head towards the end of the uh, Springfest or the BCS season. But all this is doing is creating uh, those, all the gears are turning in all the competitive players that are going to Worlds because now the meta has become very diverse and uncertain. Whereas before it was very narrow and certain. So whether that's a good thing or not is an object for debate. But what we can say for sure is headed into Worlds, we are now probably the most diverse meta we've had all year. Rogue, like basically every single Rogue deck is much closer at being able to win uh, than ever before. Because yeah. it turns out when you allow level one to exist again, a lot of those decks came flooding on back. Yeah, and so it'll be very interesting to talk about uh, how the world's meta looks because there's going to be your obvious favorites, but in a, in a smaller event, I feel that it leaves a lot of room for those type of decks to win. Like the type of deck that you aren't thinking about. And SDS kind of was in this position last year where it was relatively unknown, relatively untested. It came out late in the season. It either had, I think, one regional or no regionals. Mm -hmm. It's going to be kind of in the same position as Guilty Gear is going to be, where it's going to... People are going to play Guilty Gear, guys, at Worlds. People are going to play Guilty Gear at Worlds. And it's just going to be really unknown how that, that set's going to behave in the rest of the context of the meta. Because while we do know most of the cards at this point, and we probably have a decent idea about how how to build it. 10 but, cards is 10 cards, man. There's going to be... In, they could put anything in there. Yeah, and, and but even then, we're going to know the whole set at least a month in advance. Yeah. But you don't really know exactly how it's going to shake out until you get it into the tournament play and you start seeing it played and people start forming real conclusions about what the car what the best way to build it is so we'll have to see i think right now i can name at least 10 decks i would not be surprised if they won worlds like they're just that good and i think prior to the restrict i would have had a list of four decks that i thought could do it and that's a lot better for the game health wise probably not better for figuring out what you're going to play at worlds yeah nice job uh but that'll be it for now uh both this episode and the one immediately prior to this where i did not know i was going to in fact win duluth and so the juxtaposition of listening to these two back to back will be very funny. Uh, <laughs> these are probably coming out pretty much, you know, right, right on the dollop before Anaheim. Little Christmas present for you all, you know, just uh, 22, 23, and we're gonna go to the holidays. So episode 24 will be recorded and released in the new year. Woo! 
Episode 24 in 2024, as Ben and I begin in earnest to capture the glory of being called the greatest of this year. And so that's going to be our show for today. So tune in next time after your next deck out. And don't you forget to take the refresh point.